All right, I think we're officially ready. How's it going out there, Vin? Wet. <laughs> Is it raining down there? We're getting a little raining. bit of snow here right now. The mountains of ice are turning slowly into mush. It's not pretty. Awesome. Yep. I think it's gonna. Ha I think that's what it's gonna do here this weekend. So, um, so that should be good. Yeah, I'm not missing it. This winter's already cost me money. I busted open my washer fluid reservoir rolling over some ice last week. So it's like, it's the one thing you definitely need ride driving around here, you know, at this time of year. Totally. That sounds great. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Um, we're talking a little bit today about how to survive St. Patrick's Day month, and uh, yes. it's interesting because we live in a diverse uh, sort of climate country in the United States, so some That's of us true. will be dealing with unbearable heat exactly. during St. Patrick's month, and others of us. Stepping over ice piles and charging right. through slush. Yes, exactly. And so, uh, so we just wanted to uh, go into that a little bit. And what are some of the topics I sent out in the email? I gotta check this out. Whoops. There it is. So, uh, all right. Let's start with cold weather piping concerns. So, um, I think most most of the folks are at least at risk of dealing with cold weather for St. Patrick's Day. Um, Maybe between Carl and Ben, we could discuss what do we what do we do in cold weather to make the pipes sound uh, better and to help protect them from being damaged. Yeah, that's a, that's always the question, right? It depends on how long you're going to be out in it, I guess. Um, you know, if you're playing a parade, that's a couple of hours. You got to sort of take into consideration some of the things that you know are going to happen, which usually is have to do with wet <laughs> and cold and dry all at the same time. You know. Um, one of the things I do is I never play anything I'm going to play sort of, you know, seriously later in in those kinds of conditions. So that means I have a, you know, different set of drone reads maybe, uh, definitely another channer. <laughs> You've got one um, with another read in it that's sort of situated and ready to go which, without too much bother. Um, something that takes the least amount of effort to play, you know. I think that's the key yeah. for one starting off, you know. That's interesting. So you have more than one set of reeds for like a, a day of performing. Yeah, well, for a, for like an outdoor parade, say in, in these kinds of conditions, you definitely don't want to be. I I don't want to be playing my stuff like my solo channer with my good reed and you know the drone reeds that may be you know you know drone reeds these days are pretty pretty hardy. Um, if you're playing a synthetic set, then you definitely you probably don't have to worry too much. But I generally swap them out because you never know. Happens, yeah, but and, and some of the synthetic sets work better than others to handle moisture. That's true. Um, that's true. You know, there are some sets that if they get just a little bit of moisture on them, they just close the tongue and that's it. Um, and, and so this probably wouldn't be a great option for a cold weather parade because we're going to be blowing hot air into them, um, mm -hmm. and they're going to get lots of moisture because they're cold and. Uh, yeah, so you definitely need either a, a drying system or 
um, reeds that are much better with handling some moisture. Um, and yeah, you have to accept the reality that it's going to be miserable. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I, I haven't really encountered anything that really works when it's really cold, right? It's like if it's really cold, there's just you know you're just going to have problems all around. I think just everything's Actually, just, yeah. you know. Well, that's the first thing is I wanted to I wanted to tell you guys about these new reeds that I've discovered that work really really well in the cold. <laughs> uh, they're pretty cool. They um, they look a lot like a golf tee. Uh, that, uh, just what you do is you take your channer, like the, they look like a golf tee, but it's like they actually produce a really sweet sound. Um, and you take your channer and you just uh, you just insert it right in here like so. Um, actually, I might need a smaller version of the. That's worth the money right there. Yeah, and these these are going for only twenty three dollars a piece. Yeah. Every bar will be happy to pay you, sounding like and, that. And they um, they last forever until you leave Ages. them. So, yeah. yeah, they're really they're really great reads. I was about to ask if they were made of rubber, but that was I guess this is this is higher end. It's a little low rent in rubber. And and basically what you do, yeah you plug it in the channel like so, and then um, and then you put it in there and basically you you're never out of tune, right? Never. You last forever. That's right, and you you know stamina really increases as well when you use these reeds. They take, they take very little energy to play. Uh, it's important. The stamina thing is important. Be more careful about the um, starts and stops though, which are very important in parades, um, because you don't want to be the fool that, that that's just about to stop and you realize, oh crap, my bagpipe is completely full. There you go. Unless it's got Hold the right three player in your pocket, and you're good to go. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, good. yeah. Like the downside of these reeds are is that your bagpipe becomes extremely efficient. You know, it takes very little air to I like that uh, to keep your bag inflated using this. Um, uh, you know, it's it's a guy. Uh, it's a guy. He's on the PGA tour. Like these are they're called Mickelson reeds, I think that's what these are. Uh, now, have, in this scenario, do, does our bass drummer have a disguised bass drum that just plays all of the music? Because that be, would be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, Bose, the Bose Corporation makes uh, St. Patrick's Day bass drums, which yes. are just giant speakers that sound like a really good sound. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, they're right next to the uh, noise-canceling headphones if you go into your local Bose store. <laughs> and then uh, then you can get them customized with your band logo and everything. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. See, Les you, can do you can do the cool twirling and stuff now that's gone out of fashion. And then you can start like, yeah. twirling. So, yeah, it's You're awesome. absolutely right about that. I, it's so great that bass drum twirling is going to come back into style. <laughs> yep. It's just That's just the way... That's just the way that uh, the world's headed. And it's it's great. It's really, yeah. Um, you can buy the rights to good-sounding material from most of the grade one bands. <laughs> there you go. So open up a whole new, no new revenue stream for some of these bands. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. It's actually funny because I remember one one year, I got a call on St. Patrick's Day saying, "There's a float that in the Utica parade that's playing." your CD on the float, you know, uh, one 
for my CDs. Really? And, uh, and I was like, wait a second. No one asked me if they could use my CD on their flight. And so uh, I didn't sue them. I let, I let it go. What was what was on the float? Like hula girls or something, or what was that? Like I have guys no dressed in little leprechaun outfits. I don't know. <laughs> no idea. So, um, so yeah. Now, now going back to regular reads, most of us won't be able to afford these reads, and um, there's a really high demand for them. So we might not be able to ship them to you in time this year. But so, what about regular reads? What are we doing? So Vin has a whole extra set of reads. I have an extra set. Sort of like yeah. yeah. I, and, you know, and, and as far as a chantery goes, I just, you know, hopefully you've got, you know, one or two sort of used reads that you don't play much anymore. And they're always good for that kind of thing for a few hours during the parade parade day. You can always coax it back to life for that period of time, probably. Um, so, you know, um, I don't know, you know, like, you know, you don't, you don't want to be working your uh, your good read during these during this period. That's for sure. I think that's like sort of the rule of thumb, probably just. Keep your good stuff at home and play the stuff that you know can get a good sound and doesn't work very hard. <laughs> yeah, just kind of hope for the best. Uh, what you about know, you, Carl? It's, what it's, do you it's, think it's just good to have a few laid around. I mean, I'm sure you know if you play regularly, I'm sure you know you at least have two, <laughs> probably, or one that you stop playing that could probably pop back in and like this guy. Get going. I don't one know. Of those things. This has been on my desk. Yeah. But um, but this is what I'm using. You could probably get a good something going on that. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I could. So, what do you think, Carl? What are your top St. Patrick's Day, uh, you know, things that you need to make sure to take care of? I think the biggest one is making sure that your bag is is totally, um, I mean, airtight. It that can be like one of the worst things is trying to play a parade and you're just working really hard and it's cold and. I feel like with with some of the hide bags, you definitely have a decrease in efficiency when um, when it's really cold out like that. Anyway, so I, I think that's a good thing to do is to check that before the parade because it can be really hard. And the other thing, of course, that happens is everything seems harder because you're cold and the reeds aren't vibrating as efficiently. Um, so there's definitely a bit of that. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's tough. I mean, I definitely did. My share, just like everyone else has, and of playing in in cold parades, and um, knowing how to balance your channer can be be really helpful. Um, you're you're going to be moving reeds up and down a lot to get a good sound, um, and and I'm, I know in shows past, probably last year on this time, we talked about how to tune up for for parades, um, especially when it's cold or or rainy. Um, and so that's a good thing to remember is, you know, how or how much should I tune, if at all, or very quickly um, for this really cold parade. Uh, and that can really mean the difference of, of having a good sound on the day and sounding really um, not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's good. You know, it's good to point out, too. Like, I, I think, you know, we give sort of parades, a, you know sort of making fun of here and sticking golf tees in our channel, but you know, you do want to sound good, right? You want to go out, you don't want to sort of make a make a botch of it and sort of sound like screaming cats, you know, walking down the street. You do you do want to sound decent, uh, whether it's your band or you individually. So, you know, you do want to put everything in your favor, um, and, and make a good effort out of it too. 
And I think that's the point here. It's like you just want to you, you don't you don't want to like put all your crap gear in there just so you can like make noise. <laughs> you want to at least actually play something, you know, because you are playing for crowds and you know. Um, I don't know. I, I've always th- I've always thought like I don't know if you guys experience this too. Like some of the uh, different droneries that have like the heavier tongues, like the carbon tongues, like the Canaries or Crozers or something like that, like actually work a little bit better in adverse conditions only because I think it just takes a lot more to shut them down. Um, yeah, I definitely have found that for sure. So that's, that's, a, that's I don't a decent... Play, I don't play drones in March. <laughs> Tongues made of rubber. Sealed with bands. I am wearing my, I am wearing my St. Patrick's Day themed t-shirt though. Yeah. That's it. With with a set of well, with with every golf tee read, you could actually get a set of green beads for free, and that'll sort of set you up as well. You know, throw that in there. Absolutely. Um, okay, here's a good new topic. This one's getting a little dry. People are people seem kind of bored. So next topic. How about parade logistics? Um, is there anything we can do when we're at the parade to make things go easier? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll go by saying organizing a car at the top and the bottom of the parade, that is, that is the number one thing you got to do, especially in Albany because the whole parade is downhill, and you don't want to be walking the entire length of the parade route uphill after, you know, several yeah. green beers. Definitely, definitely. Plus, you, you know, plus you're, you know, wherever you're parking, you know, if you're parking at the beginning, great, but, you know, you're not carrying your case <laughs> you know, so you got your your instrument out and you're carrying that on your shoulder the whole way. So if if you can uh, organize some carpooling things going on, that would be that's probably ideal. You know, so you're not walking the entire parade route in the cold. You know, without even playing a note, just sort of walking. Um, it just says a pipe caddy. You know, that 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 works. That's definitely a a, a good thing. It's small, can fit inside something easily. You know, and crumple it up and stick it behind your. Um, you know, anything that, that sort of helps you get from one point to the other, <laughs> better. Right. I think it's even, does it even, is it green in color, the pipe caddy? The pipe caddy? Oh, I mean, do they have the St. Patrick's Day version? Oh, man. No, that would be cool if they did. That would be cool. No, I think it's actually black, but, I mean, black is, is the color on there. Color. <laughs> so, Carl, why don't, um, yeah, so, uh, why don't you grab some wristies? Because wristies are num- one of the number one parade things you got to have too, right? I mean, yeah, I'm like, I think Carl's. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> Les says you got to park cars in carpool. Locate cars by a good watering hole for after the event. That is a key component, especially if that that watering hole is going to be, you know, a featured place for your playing and some, uh, you know, some rewards. <laughs> and return. So um, I'm I'm also rocking my uh, parade band um, paraphernalia this time of year because that's always uh, a good choice as well. Okay, so wristies. These are definitely a must-have. And there's there's three different versions, but there's there's one that's that's really good for the weather. Like if you had to play, I don't know if you can see this. Probably not. It's blizzarding out here. It's absolutely insane. Um, so if you had to play in this today, here's the resties that you want. 
Um, they come with hand warmers, and there's a little pouch inside these that uh, actually has like room for that, and it keeps your hands, either the inside or the outside of your hands, um, really, really warm. So I'll show you. I'm sure we've done this before, but I'll show you anyway. Here's how they work. This is a, an, an example of the, quote, pro performance. They're a little bit longer here in the wrists, but basically it just covers the most important part of your hands, the, uh, where all your tendons slide through. They're really, really cool. And so the heated ones have this pouch um, sewn in here that, that you put the heater in and it keeps your hands nice and warm. And you can kind of tuck your fingers in there when you're waiting and standing around and keep them nice and warm. Um, and then when you have to play, they're all free and ready to go. So they have heated version, non-heated version, um, pro performance. And they also have ones that they call shorts, um, which are a little bit shorter uh, in the length here. They're basically just like the heaters, heated ones, but without the heater. And so these go this length. Um, totally machine washable, really easy to use, nice to have, keep your fingers or your hands nice and warm. So great uh, paraphernalia for your parade season. Yeah, for for Bill and other people from Florida, you could put ice packs in the wristies as well. Yeah, there you go, ice True. packs. Uh, that's on, it might that's be a nice good. fashion accessory, but other than that, you really <laughs> down in Florida, you don't need so much. Yeah, we recommend um, SPF 30 or higher for uh, people marching in Florida. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> you need some dojo themed sunscreen. There you go. Yeah, and then as far as your lips in the cold, yeah, if it's really cold. It's really hard to play without the lips getting yeah. out. I've always struggled with that because, like, like chapstick is like the worst thing ever for bagpipes. I found it's like you can, you just can't play <laughs> for some reason. I, for me, you put chapstick on your lips, you're like you're, you're useless at that point, you know. And uh, so I always, you know, you, you're going completely uncoated, you know. By the end of the parade, you're gonna be cracked and dry, and it's gonna be a nightmare. But there's nothing, nothing much to do about that. You gotta like weather through it, you know. And apparently, wristies were invented by a 14-year-old Girl Scout. Really? That's um, cool. She probably just ran out of yarn. I think it was actually her mother for her 14-year-old Girl Scout. Mm -hmm. It's pretty um, cool, though. But yeah, yeah. it's it's a her contribution to Pipers on St. Patrick's Day is family-made. It's, it's a really nice company. They're great to work with too. It's almost like Phil Mickelson's impact on, on yeah, Stanford. It's very similar. Maybe it was his 14-year-old daughter. I think we're getting to the bottom of this. So why do you have a Mickelson Reed sitting on your desk? I've actually got several. Um, that's, how, that's how he's, he's playing perfect unison at band. Yeah. That's how you do it? Oh, shit. I've been doing it all wrong. <laughs> I've even got like this plastic one. This one's like flexible. You can like bend it. Yeah, it's pretty good. But I've got some golf balls in here. See, what happens is like once or twice a year, I end up going golfing. Um, and then uh, I end up with golf tees in my pockets, and then they start to annoy me. And so 
I end up putting it in my thing with all my pens. That's why I have them. Got it. Yep. So we got so everybody's warm at this point. That needs to be warm. St. Patrick's Day, March. Yeah. Andrew brings up an interesting an interesting thought, like uh, how do people feel about decorating their pipes on St. Patrick's Day uh, and other things? And I think that's an interesting point. I, my personal feeling on St. Patrick's Day is, unless I'm in like a, a military, uh, non-civilian sort of pipe band, I'm all about decorating it, decorating it up and having a good time and, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, They're gone are the days of number one dress, you know, in St. Patrick's Day. Um, parades. So, you know, there's a with rare exception most people are using of wearing sort of your general sort of day wear rather than dress and you know, you don't see the feather bonnets and the tunics and the plaids and everything else so much anymore. So so yeah, I mean, you know, some fun pins, maybe some beads, I don't know. Depends on your band too, I guess. You know, if your band's serious and they're serious about looking good and they want to sort of present something decent for the parade. Uh, in the day, then you gotta sort of play that by ear. But, but yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with sort of, you know, dressing up a little bit. Everybody's everybody well, watching the parade's having a good time. You might as well too, you know. Yeah, it tends to get people fired up, and uh, you know, I like to be laid back. But you know, some bands don't like that. Some bands want to look sharp, um, and that's a big part of their mo. So you know, it all depends on the band, what the band is trying to do. For example, I think you know police and fire bands tend to want to look a little snazzier than civilian, mm-hmm. you know, civilian competition sort of bands that also do parades like, um, like like we've done before. So yeah, you know, and a lot of you know you see a lot of bands too that um, you know that maybe not as competitively active um, that get out and you know they're they're trying to field as many people as they can to sort of put on a good show and. They always have difficulty sort of outfitting everyone the same, <laughs> you know. So having a little bit of extra color in there, you know, with when it, when it comes to like banners or beads or something, that probably just adds to the overall effect there. If you've got people in mismatched kilts or mismatched tops of some kind, you know, um, it probably doesn't distract from that, you know, unless if you're trying to be serious about it and everybody's got a different thing going, it doesn't really look so good, but if Everybody looks like they're having fun. That's that's the message you send, you know. Yeah. Green, green floppy hats. hats. Yeah, there you green go. Floppy hats. Green green floppy hats. I don't know many bands who play that. Don't that is not part of their uniform. Timothy, yeah. I don't know. I, most 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 bands either have play a green kilt, you know, and that's that's their uniform, or uh, you know. I don't see them switching. I don't see too many bands switching. It's rare to have two kills in a band, I guess, right? One of the um, one of the tricks that works really well for me is I wear a headband that covers up my ears. Um, I think it's I think it's a body armor headband, um, but it's black. It's pretty thin and small, but it covers up my ears, and I just find that that helps me survive the parade so much easier uh, to keep my ears warm. And not because you can't hear. The playing in the cold, it's just keeps you warm. Well, it holds my earplugs in, especially yeah. <laughs> like deeper there too. So, so. 
I'm just going to be doing that. Are good for tips. Yep. Tips. <laughs> Important aspects. Yeah. I mean, and all this stuff is sort of outdoor parade stuff, you know, too. Everybody's got their share of inside gigs as well, which, you know, you know I don't think you have to treat that any differently than you would normally treat any kind of gig. You know, you can play whatever you need to play to sound good. Mm -hmm. and, uh, play it by ear whether or not the decorations are going to impact your paycheck or not, but um, depends on the venue, I guess. Totally. reading through some of these comments. Yeah. You, 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 I mean, you, if you're watching the parade in New York or Boston, you certainly see like a wide variety of, of, of uh, presentations there with the pipe bands, pipe bands. You have some that are like, you know, they're a small army. They got everybody looking sharp and they go and they're just marching away. And then you got others who are like all, they got the beads, the hats, you know, the banners um, and everything in between, you know, it's, you got the, or they got the dancers in front with the banner flag holders and, you know, the whole thing. So, I think I think there's no hard and fast rules, really. <laughs> I think uh, whatever whatever goes over well with your group, you know, in the crowd. Yeah, it definitely is important though to check your, um, or at least have somebody check your your contract with the parades, because some parades are very particular about that. I know if you tried to do the New York St. Patrick's Day parade wearing silly green hats, um, they would literally pull you out of the parade. Um, so you do have to pay attention to that in some cases. Um, so yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, well, you know, that's on TV too, so that's a that's definitely a consideration. You got in some of these parades, or you have other things to think about. So that's what you're really doing. Sort of forced deportment. <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, I, I think that uh, that basically covers it. I don't think this has to be a particularly long show today. <laughs> we covered most yes. of the basic fundamentals. Billy, earplugs are a must when marching in parades, at least for, for me. Especially that time. There's no reason to, to, to expose yourself to such a loud environment um, for that long. You know, it, it's not like uh, you're trying to listen for competition accuracy. Uh, you're doing the opposite. Yeah, especially when you're walking yeah. around here in other bands, I guess, you know, sort of the opposite thing. It's like not here, maybe. <laughs> no, no, Ben, come on. That's okay. Everybody's got to have fun, you know. <laughs> okay, and then now we're talking about not wearing kilts in San Francisco. I think I think we've officially... Uh... <laughs> I, 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 March on St. Patrick's Day in warm weather would be completely weird. I don't know if I could handle it. And I think I would, I don't know if so I would have, my body would like rebel or something. You know, I gotta say, I did the, the candy cane parade in Florida for several years. That was, uh, you know, oh, really? some years in December, it was quite warm. It was very lovely. Well, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I, it, your body doesn't rebel. Yourself for, it actually freezing wind you, and, generally. I don't know. Um, and here's a good one. Michael Gilbert asks, um, any tips for when your mouth starts to give out? In the parade, huh? Jeez. Keep your drones going. Yeah. Right. <laughs> take it until you make it. <laughs> yeah, take a break. Uh, <laughs> that's tough. Um, yeah, I mean, grab one side of the banner. <laughs> or, or, or keep a, yeah. a spare golf tee. I mean, film yeah, yeah. Mickelson. There you go. You got to have one of those Mickelson reeds handy, so you can yeah. pop that sucker in. Keep the Mickelson reed handy. 
that or a little, you know, compressed bottle of air uh, connected to the back of your um, pipe bag, and you can kind of just turn it on. Yeah, the only remedy is, like, rest, so that's whatever you can do to just, like, rest for a little while is, you know. Pick up tenor drumming. <laughs> Have the drums strapped to your back so you switch. We definitely need yeah. to end the show quickly before we offend any more of our users. <laughs> We're just kidding. Unfortunately, it happens, and uh, you just got to, if your lips do give out, you just got to, like, hold on for dear life. Yeah. Maybe give the signals to your pipe major and tell them not to not to call so many sets or something like that and give yourself a break or something. Yeah. Hollering up to the pipe major, however, is usually not well received in a parade. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks very much for tuning in to our slightly goofy show about getting ready for St. Patrick's Day. But uh, that should do it here for today, and we'll get this posted up in the podcast. And then uh, – Cool. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Enjoy your parade season, everyone. And have a good day. Yeah, take care, everybody. We'll see you guys. Thanks, Vin. We'll see you later.